0: good morning good afternoon good evening um i don't know when you're listening to this but i want to thank you all for being here um Welcome to Something About, a podcast where I'm currently recapping only murders in the building, and I'm really sad because today's the last episode of Season 2. And Season 3, we figure by the last two timelines, probably won't be out till maybe summer of next year. I believe they start filming, like, late fall, early... 2023 so who really knows but i'm i'm glad it's over because we now know who did it but i'm sad it's over because like now there's no more to watch like what what are we gonna watch if you have any suggestions feel free to um send one via dm in the instagram which is something dot about dot podcast Um, you can also follow myself there that is guy, and that's s-c-h-l-e-y underscore guy if you would so love to and then if you could also just like rate like and review share it with other people that are fans of the show and even if they're not make them watch the show and then make them listen because they should it's a great show Um, I think I've gotten everything out of the way that I need to get out of the way. So we will just dive right in. Um, If you hear slight little pauses, it's because I'm taking sips of my water bottle. Because it is very early in the morning. And this shockingly makes your throat dry. I already have a raspy voice as it is. But like, it gets worse. So if there are little pauses, it's because I'm tipping a sip of my water bottle. But let's dive right in. We are on Season 2, Episode 10. And it's called, I Know Who Did It. Love Mrs. Campbellini, Mama G. Love her. And it starts off with a Becky Butler voiceover. Before I became one of the most talked about people in the country, Becky Butler, I had a pretty ordinary life. And we see Becky at home in Oklahoma, going through the motions of her day. Ordinary, that is, if you assume most ordinary people are pretty miserable, which I assume is pretty safe assumption. And we see her eating like... I think it's a bowl of cereal and she's listening to Cinda's most recent podcast at the time. And then she goes to give her dad like a breakfast she cooked like, oh, here's something healthy to eat. It might help you feel better. And he like hits it away out of her hand. so I assume he's like a drunk, maybe like he'd rather have a beer at 8 a.m. than a delicious breakfast his daughter just cooked for him, which is rude. She is the secretary for Mayor Tipton. Um, his wife calls and she's like, hold on, let me see if he's here. And he doesn't want to talk to her. And she's like, oh, sorry, Teresa, he's in a meeting. And then it's now the end of her work day. And, you know, she's packing up her stuff and she's leaving. She's telling him to have a good night. And he's like, oh, why don't you stay? Have, have like a glass of wine with me. And she's like, no, thank you. I need to get home. My dad will be waiting. And um, he lets her know as she's leaving and closing the door behind her that like one of these days she's not going to be able to say no to him. And at that moment, you would be um, solving a different murder. Well, not really solving a different murder. I'd just be going to jail for murdering my boss if he ever said that to me. Like, okay. And then it, it'd it be a very short podcast. And she's now at home just like sitting in her woes and she's listening to another episode of Cinda's podcast. It's about Elizabeth Davies and you know, she went missing and they found her left hand in like the toilet bowl or something like that. And while she's listening to it, um, she's googling how to disappear so no one in your life can find you. But then she, you know, backspaces it to just how to disappear. And her dad is snoring on the recliner behind her. And she's in the bathroom and she starts cutting her hair. And she takes like these big kitchen scissors and just starts lopping it off. And I'm like, sweetie, no, that's not like as much as a haircut is good for you. You don't want to use kitchen scissors. If you're going to use any scissors you have, you want to use like your grandma's quilting scissors, fabric scissors. Those are sharp. Those will do a better job than like your kitchen shears. But, you know, she's just going at it, cutting her hair. And then it cuts to a reporter who's from Channel 37. And she's talking about a missing woman, Becky. She's been gone for about a week now. And the town is asking for outside law enforcement to help and we're now in cinda's office and she's editing an episode of whatever podcast she is working on and we see quote-unquote poppy knocking at the door she introduces herself hi i'm poppy white and cinda's like wow cool great what that's awesome like why are you here and she tells her you know i'm your biggest fan and she goes, thank you. Poppy's my favorite bagel. And in that moment, yesterday, when I was re-watching this and taking notes, I went, I want a poppy bagel. I didn't have a poppy bagel. I had an everything bagel, but poppy seeds were on it. So it's the same thing. And, you know, she asked her, like, okay, why are you here? And Poppy tells her she has a story for her. And Cinda's listening. She's like, okay, like, well, I'll hear it. It's about a woman. From Oklahoma. She disappeared. And Cindy's like. A lot of women disappear. And Poppy adds in. She's from a small town. She was being harassed by the mayor. And his slogan. For the campaign when he was running. Is all is going to be okay. Because you know. Okay is the abbreviation for Oklahoma. And Poppy's goes to think. And I thought that all is not Okay in Oklahoma would be a great title. And it is. She's no wrong. It's a great title. Cinda is intrigued. And she goes on to ask her, is she missing or dead? And Poppy goes missing. She goes, dead would do better. Preferably murdered. Ideally by the mayor. And um, Cinda's like, it would be amazing. And asks Poppy from there, okay, but like, what do you want? And um, Poppy would like a job for Cinda. Then at the end of the episode, we figure out why. But spoiler alert, I should have done that in the beginning. Spoiler alert, if you have not watched the episode, you need to watch the episode or it's going to be ruined And if you don't watch the show, but you've been listening, I'm sure it's still very confusing. Um, To watch it would make way more sense. But thank you. Uh, All is not okay becomes a big hit. And Cinda is being interviewed about the podcast. And she's, you know, talking to the woman and she goes on to say all the credit goes to and she looks at Poppy and she goes Poppy and Poppy's like, oh my God, yes. And she goes, I'd like a turkey sandwich, but I don't want any lettuce, um, no tomato, no bread, just turkey on tinfoil with bread on the side. And I was like, yes, send it, go, because sometimes that's how I end up eating a sandwich is I go to make it and just eat the parts of it and not actually... Builds that sandwich. Um, And the look on Poppy's face was she thought. Cinda was going to give her credit where credit is due. She didn't. And she. And Cinda are now sitting in the studio. And they're listening to the last episode. Of Only Murders in the Building. And you hear Charles say. We are all Tim Kono. Cinda shuts it off and goes, this is insipid shit. Um, What the fuck? We need a new Oklahoma. She she doesn't want to be a one-hit wonder of the true crime podcast world. And she compares it to being podcast Nickelback. And I chuckled. I was like, oh, good one, good one. And Poppy asks her if she's thought about the suggestion she gave her um, about Rose Cooper. And, you know, this painting, it's been missing. And Cindy goes, an art podcast? You mean what? Do you know what art rhymes with? And Poppy goes, smart. And she goes, fart. No one's going to give a flying fart. And Poppy looks really um, not disappointed. I can't think of the word. Like down and out. And Cinda needs, you know, she's gonna need famous people. She's gonna need blood. And then she goes, ideally, a hot girl with a great rack. Um, she's tired of waiting for the next story to just like fall into her lap. And as Cinda's saying this, she's trying to open various pill bottles to take, it's probably like some sort of prescription she takes for mental health. I don't know. She's trying to open various pill bottles. She opens one, takes a pill, tries to open another one, and she's failing. And She hands it to Poppy to see if she can open it. Because sometimes those pill bottles are very hard to open. And Poppy's trying to open it with a pen and it's just, it's not working. And she grabs the pill bottle from her and calls her useless. And as she calls her useless, she gets the pill bottle open and pills fly everywhere. And, you know, if it's not going to happen, she'll make it happen on her own. And she stomps out of the studio. We're now back in Charles's apartment. And they're now going over their murder board. And Oliver goes, so Poppy and Becky Butler are the same. Like, they're the same. And Mabel is explaining that cinda now has sent a mayor to prison for killing someone she knows is still alive and charles is like yeah now she's trying to top herself by trying to send us to prison for a murder she committed and oliver goes god she's good and um it's so audacious he wish he had thought of it but he wouldn't have gone as far and Mabel and Charles are like what? And he goes don't he goes <laughs> he goes don't blame the player, blame the game, brah. <laughs> and Martin Short is just so good at delivering lines and just his whole body movement with them. <laughs> I laughed. And Mabel tells him not not to do that. Just no. Don't and Charles goes on to say they're being framed and, you know, she's doing this to get them out of her podcast lane. Because their podcast is doing well, but Cinda is like, yo, this, this is my my shit, not yours. And Mabel's like, well, how are we going to get her? And Charles goes, it's not going to be easy, but I have a plan. So Oliver and Mabel are looking at him. Okay, so like, what's your plan? And he's like, I don't have one. I thought one would have come to me as as I was telling you. And he pauses again. He's like, yep, still nothing. And Mabel mentions, we have a ton on Oklahoma, but we don't have as much on Bunny's murder. And so they lay out what they do know. Oliver says, well, we know she's working with creeps. Mabel's like, how does 14 Savage, you know, relate to Cinda? And Charles mentions how they still have the knife. You know, like, we should reach out to Detective Williams. Because she took it to run DNA on it. And Mabel's like, I'll text her. Good good idea, Mabel. Don't let those two guys text her. Because we've seen how that goes. Oliver then takes out his phone and he starts recording. And he, you know, sums it up by saying... You know, they find themselves going against a very talented storyteller and a very mediocre cop. But how do we outwit all of them? And they need to get a confession somehow. But how do we get that from Cinda? Mabel is just questioning it. And Oliver's like, can we torture her? Can, is torture okay? And he looks at Charles. He goes, ooh, we can use your concertina Tina. And you can tell her your 10 most interesting facts, stories, and that will bore her so much she will just give a confession. And he's looking at Charles as he says it and what he's all done. Charles crosses his hands and goes to, like, contemplate it. And rather than, like, rubbing his temples, he goes and pushes up his glasses on the bridge of his nose with his middle finger. And (laughs) Oliver just gives him a look like, "Mm mm-hmm. And they just need to unravel Cinda. And then they go on to try to figure out, like, unravel her, like, unravel her, like, like what? And Mabel's like, one thing, like, what's one thing that drives her crazy? Oliver goes, a sweater. And Mabel's like, what? He goes, you know, that's something that, that unravels, a sweater unravels. Like, keep up, Mabel, keep up. And Charles is like, a mystery. That's what I meant. Like, you know, we need to unravel her like a mystery. And Mabel's just standing there like, Jesus. Like, I understand you want to finish your statement, but we're on a time crunch here. And Mabel realizes Poppy is how we get to Cinda. And Oliver just, you know, says he's not feeling like this is a finale yet. And then we cut to the opening credits, and I'm really going to miss that opening music. Um, I've listened to it at least four times every week, if not more. But, you know, I can always download the soundtrack, give it a good listen while I'm at Basement Fitness. Um, they're now all in the Pickle Diner with Poppy slash Becky, and Oliver asks her which she'd be preferred to be called by or would. Boppy be okay because like it's a mix of Becky and Poppy and you know like what what should we call you and Mabel looks at Oliver and goes what did we agree on and he begrudgingly says only you and Charles should do the talking and then Mabel asks Poppy how can they get Cinda to crumble or Charles I should say should at." Asked how can we get Cinda to crumbling cave, you know, like a crumbly cave. Confess. And Poppy's like, Are you serious? She never. And then she goes on to list things that like annoy Cinda human error, interruptions, people who work for her but don't look like her. And Mabel goes, Yeah, we've noticed that one. And Charles is like, Yeah. It dis- it's disturbing. And it's funny because his, Cinda's other assistant is actually Steve Martin's wife in real life. So cute. And then Poppy goes on to mention one thing that really does get her is the inside of a tomato. And Oliver goes on, I can see that. I'm terrified by tomatoes. And the inside of them. And he like shudders and shakes a little. And Charles is like, we can work with that. And he was like, what are we gonna do? Make a salad in front of her? Like, what? And then Poppy goes on to mention she doesn't like slow mo. And people are like, that's weird. And they're they just they're very confused by this. And Poppy goes on to explain when she was at a Super Bowl party, and every time an instant replay came up on the screen. She'd see... Cinda... like... shiver a little bit... and start to cry a little bit... and then almost faint. And Oliver shakes his head and goes... hmm," like a true psychopath. <laughs> and right at that moment... Ivan comes in... to take their order. And Cinda is now calling Poppy... because... Only Murderers... their season finale drops tomorrow... And as she gets up from the table to answer the phone call, she orders um, a liverwurst and marmalade sandwich. I, marmalade itself might be good. Never liverwurst. Um, and then to get, no, Oof. all of them are grossed out by it. And Ivan goes on to say it's the owner's sister's favorite sandwich. Like, that's why it's on the menu. It's his sister's favorite sandwich. And he tells him Bunny was so disgusted by it and called it freak food. And Oliver mentions, like, it's hard not to agree with Bun-Bun on that. And then Mabel's looking at the me- at the uh, menu and she notices something. But at the same time, she's getting a phone call from Detective Williams. So she's- she gets up and answers it. Oliver and Charles talk about the finale that Cinda's about to drop and they know who she's gonna pin all this on. And Charles says, We're fucked. That was either Charles or Oliver. They're fucked either way. And they they have to put Cinda away today. They need to rally their resources. And they need to make a plan. Oliver's looking at the menu is like, Did Ivan take her order? And Charles is like, we need a plan. And Oliver's like, yeah, but we also need to eat. And he's not wrong, because like, um, do you want me weak and moody if I have not eaten yet? No. Okay, because I feel Oliver is. If he does not get some sort of food into him, at some point he will crack and be a very annoying human. Uh, Mabel returns. They ask about the knife. Uh, Williams did get info on it. And she knows now what 14-savage means. And now we cut to Bunny's apartment. Uma, Lester, Liam, Ursula, Howard, Jonathan, and Marv. Like, everyone that has been a part of this is there. At Bunny's. And Uma is just trying to put together an estate sale. And it's all just making her really sad. And Ursula mentions that they all got this shady email and they had to be there at 7 if you want either good theater or to be part of history. Uh, Mrs. Cambolini is also there. Uma mentions cake will be provided, but like, where the fuck is this cake? And Howard is like questioning his outfit. And Jonathan's like, you know, you look fine. But it's a killer reveal party, so is this a party where a killer is gonna be revealed, or that it's killer in nature? Like Jonathan's just questioning this, and Howard just tells him to like shh shh shh, shh. just shh be quiet. You're just here to look hot. I'm like cute. Oliver, Mabel, and Charles walk in and you know greet some welcomes to the show. And they figured out who killed Bunny Sol- Folger. And Uma asks, "Who did it?" And Mrs. Gambellini repeats, "I'm," repeats exactly what Uma said, "Who did it? Who did it?" And Uma goes, "I'm gonna strangle that bird." And um, Oliver states, "It's not that easy." And they're all asking themselves, like, why are they there? And Marv's like, yeah, why am I here? Because Marv doesn't live in the building. But he has been an essential point to the investigation. So I was, like, really glad he was there. Because if we all remember, Marv is Omit B for life. So he he deserves to be there. I was really glad he was. And Charles uh, looks to Oliver and Mabel and, like, well, we kind of have to fill them in just, like, a little bit. And... Oliver tells Charles you know you poop on every party and if you remember I saw someone shared a clip of it somewhere and I saw if I can find it I'll post it on the Instagram that's a callback to father of the bride when um Martin was frank and Steve you know was the father and he's like don't be a party pooper and they do like a little little jingle to it um Oliver just wants drama and they only have an hour to get this ready. So do they want it to be fast or good? And they're like, obviously fast. And he's like, well, the reviews are going to be bad. Don't read them. It's not my fault. And he then goes on to asks who has theater training? And Jonathan's like, I play a, hy- a hyena or he's on Broadway and Howard mentions, yeah, he's a hyena and Charles is like, oh, fancy Howard mentions he auditioned for Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and Oliver's like, I assume you didn't get a part." the part and he's, you know Howard is like, no, I didn't and in that moment, I wanted to pop on the soundtrack and sing to Donny Osmond I didn't, I didn't, maybe later, because the only good one is the one with Donny Osmond um, Lester then mentions he you know you know some light stage stuff he graduated from Juilliard and they're all like oh my god no way and he goes yeah I did off Broadway with Tracy Letts um, we were rivals and Charles is like do you mind if I ask what happened because you know he's a doorman and he's like I found my true passion with helping people and became a doorman and there is full sarcasm on his face and in his voice and I'm like oh my god really and he's like no I stopped getting hired. I developed a drinking problem. I was homeless for a little bit. I almost died. um, But I recovered. And got got a job that I've been stuck at ever since. I was like, same luster, same. Minus the homeless drinking part. But like, stuck at a job? Yeah. And um, they're all bummed out by that story now. They're like, oh, that took a turn. We did not expect. But. Charles Oliver and Mabel go on to say they are all there to help manipulate a mastermind on camera and Mabel goes live stream. We're we're gonna live stream it. Uma asks about the cake. And you know, it'll be there. This is very last minute, but it'll be there. And Uma's like, oh, they chinsed on the cake. And they're trying to explain to them this is the only chance we get to find the killer and we need we need your help Numa mentions that Bunny would have ordered the cake from Sherman's on 92nd and Oliver promises if they pull this off Charles will buy each and every one of you a cake of your choice and the look on Charles's face is begrudgingly in agreements with Oliver, like, yeah, I'll buy you all a cake. Cut to Oliver has set the camera up and like their little GoPro tripod set up and he fixes his eyebrows while looking in the camera. And there is no knock at the door. It's Cinda and Poppy. And, you know, they've come there with all their equipment to get the confession and Mabel's like, well, here we go. Opens the door. And Cinda is like, I'm missing a parent-teacher conference. And um, my kid's teacher is crazy hot. And she mentions, you know, let's get this confession. And Mabel's like, who's confessing? And Cinda goes on to say, like, well, it's going to be a reveal of murder live. So I figured, like, that makes it a confession by my math. And she asks Poppy, or Poppy looks at Mabel as Cinda is walking in and goes, are we really doing this? And Mabel's like, yeah, we are. And Cinda now asks about the setup because when she walks in, there's balloons everywhere, like question mark balloons, balloons of different colors, banners. And Charles goes, it's a killer reveal party. A party that reveals a killer or a party that's going to be a killer, Cinda asks. And Jonathan looks at Howard like, yeah, see, it's confusing. And Oliver tells everyone, all will be explained. And they've turned on all the recording devices. And Cinda checks with Poppy, you know, like, is our stuff turned on and ready to record? Because you need to get all the smart shit I say. And all the dumb shit they say. Like, come on, be ready. And Charles tells them it's going to be a killer reveal party and a killer party. Because the killer's in the room. And Howard comes out and he's like, I hope it's not true. In a very over-the-top bad acting way. And they're going over that Bunny had a normal last day. And she was contemplating moving to Florida. She even saw them, but they rejected her. And the killer was waiting in her apartment. And then she was forced into Mabel's apartment to frame her. She was then stabbed with a knife from Oliver's apartment. And had a knitting needle shoved into her to frame Mabel even more. And then after, the killer ran into Arconius' secret passageways. And ended up putting the knife and a nude painting of Charles's father into Charles's apartment. And everyone is, not everyone, but they're looking at everyone and like, wow, this is a lot that we just dumped on them. And who is the person of interest in framing the three innocent people? and he points to Ursula and he goes it's you and he goes no and Ursula's like what and Charles is like sorry no 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 I got I got disoriented it's you and they all point to Cinda and you know with the help of a crooked cop she met in Oklahoma to help cover her tracks and Cinda's like how do you know about creps and Oliver mentions the sexual tension between the two is just so obvious and then he looks to the camera and he goes, I'd say more, but this is a family murder podcast. I'm like, cute. A family murder podcast? Love it. Uh, Charles goes on to say, Cinda is not really that great of a podcaster who solves murders. Um, Mabel says she's a hack who, you know, makes them up and packages them. And then she's trying to get away with a doozy of this one. And Cinda is looking around and she's comparing, you know, this to the ending of a Scooby-Doo episode. And why would she kill a woman she's never met? And Lester stands up and points at her. And she's like, you've met her. I have your visits in the law book. And Cinda's like, that's from the Tim Kono investigation. Like, so yes, I was here, but it it was for Tim Kono. And Lester goes on to say she killed a sweet old lady who was his friend, his only friend, NY, for a podcast. And he's like slowly breaking down. And Oliver's watching all this and he's like, that was wonderful. Like he can see, like, Lester, you were great. And then Howard starts singing, a coat of many colors, a coat of many colors. And Uma just stops him like no and Cinda's like there's no motive like why would I have done this and Charles is looking at Oliver and he's like oh shit she's right and Charles starts moving and saying something in slow-mo Oliver then joins into the saying and moving in slow-mo and then everyone joins in and starts like I couldn't figure out what they were saying, but they're all moving in slow-mo and making noises in a very slow, long, drawn-out way. And it freaks her out, and she gets up to leave. And Charles stops her, and he pulls out a tomato, and she's like, oh my god, no. And he goes, signs a $30 million podcast deal. You know, no juicy story, so she invents one. And he cuts in the t- into the tomato takes it into his hand, and crushes it. You know, pitches her idea about an old woman in a fancy building murdered by A-list celebs. And Marv kind of chuckles at that. And Other people are rolling their eyes at the A-list celeb part, I'm assuming. Um, Cinda is cracking, but not confessing to anything. And Oliver's like, because why? And Mabel's like, because she didn't do it. And Charles is like, so close. What is she doing? And Mabel's like, I'm solving a murder and points to Alice. And Alice is, is like, what? And Mabel goes on to say, the work of an artist came into the picture recently. You know, she's running a gallery, a gallery. She needed new energy. So she's creating art from tragedies of Mabel's past and um, then decided to frame Mabel because the value of that art, you know, would go. Uma and Liam are looking at each other and they're lost a little bit and Alice is pissed and she gets up and is talking to Mabel like, we've gone over this. And Cinda then is asking, like, who is she and can she tone the accent down? Because middle America will not get this. And Mabel goes on to say that Alice is a charmer and a hell of a kisser. And Marv is like, nice. And Ursula snaps in his way, like, yo, no, th- this is not that moment you're thinking of. And Mabel pulls out the Son of Sam card and, you know, calls Alice a liar and a killer And Alice calls Mabel a boer and has an art skills of a toddler. And Mabel goes on to say, it was you at the diner asking about the painting. You know, it's worth $14 million. You know, 14 Savage. That's what that meant. 14 being million and Savage being the topic of the painting. And Alice calls Mabel a smug bitch. And Cinda is shocked that Mabel got this. That she has figured this all out. And Alice goes to grab a knife. And as she's turning around, Charles is walking towards, you know, towards Alice and Mabel like, no. And Ursula then, like, tackles Mabel out of the way. And Alice stabs Charles. Charles has been stabbed. And they're all freaking out. Um, They're holding down Alice. Uma is calling 911 and Oliver and Mabel are just, you know, kneeling over Charles telling him it's it's gonna be okay. Someone's coming. And he breathes his last breath and Charles is dead. Cinda asks Poppy if she got all that. Alice is now being taped up. Howard is holding Mrs. Gambellini, saying like she's just, she's been through so much. Uma is on the phone with the police and ambulance. and They're three minutes away. They've put a blanket over Charles and the blood is coming through. Cinda apologizes to Mabel and she tells her that she is incredible and she's like, you know, do you need a job? You should have a podcast. And in that moment, Poppy freaks out. She starts going off saying, nothing is connecting this Australian girl to this. And um, Alice looks at Poppy and goes, I'm English, you twat. And then Poppy starts sneezing. And she starts going off saying, like, why does Mabel get a podcast? It's because she's pretty. She dated, you know, all she did was date this supposed killer. And Poppy goes on to say, she does everything for Cinda. She picks up her dry cleaning. She drops off her dry cleaning. She picks up her dry cleaning. She drops off her dry cleaning. Why can't she just own clothes you can wash? And Cinda like shakes her head like, no, thank you. And, you know, she tells him that like she told her about the Rose Cooper art. And, you know, she made a fart joke. And Poppy keeps sneezing. And Mabel's like... Rose Cooper? Like, what? And Oliver mentions... Are you allergic to Miss... To Miss Gambolini? Because... We were told that... You know, so the person was sneezing... When they were, they were fleeing from the scene. And Poppy's like... Yeah, people can be allergic to... Gross, dirty birds... And then Poppy goes on to say, are you going to believe a young girl about a killer sneezing who was hiding in the walls? And Oliver looks at Poppy and goes, only the killer would know that. And Mabel's like, her name is Lucy. And Cinda stands up and goes, and yours is Becky. And Poppy's like, who told you that? And Charles pops up from under the blanket and goes, we did. And everyone is freaking out. And Howard dramatically faints to the ground. And Charles, you know, removes the fake half knife and like the little bag of fake blood and goes, I wasn't stabbed. It's all theater." And they've known since the afternoon. And Cinda knows the game she played. Her in Oklahoma and you know, and the game that Poppy played on them in this overpriced building. And Howard pops up and he goes, and I wasn't, that wasn't a real faint. That was acting. And everyone's like, yeah, we know. And Poppy just wanted to make a good podcast and just wanted Cinda to notice her. And, you know, it it all went wrong from the start. And Poppy's original... Southern accent is coming out. She texted them. To get out of the building. The night of. Bunny's murder. But instead Mabel went to her apartment. And it flashes to the night of Bunny's death. And asked how they figured it out. And Mabel goes on to say. They got a call from Detective Williams. And on the knife. Was DNA from some dead girl. At way the hell out of state. And Mabel's like, let me guess, Oklahoma. And Detective Williams on the other end of the phone is like, how'd you know that? Because they've slowly put pieces together. And the 14 Savage did not mean 14 Savage. It meant 14 Sandwich, Liverwurst, and Marmalade. And it goes on to say, you know, Poppy goes on to say, or Becky, whatever you want to call her. You know, she was the most talked about woman in the country who lived an ordinary life. And as she's saying this, Detective William opens the door, kind of barges in with other New York police departments or not departments, other New York police officers. And you can see Detective Kreps is standing in the hall with being cuffed. And we hear again, ordinary, that is. If you assume most ordinary people are pretty miserable, Becky, Poppy, whatever, is being cuffed, which is, I assume, a pretty safe assumption. And Cinda is shaking the hands of Charles and Oliver. Um, Mabel and Alice are cleaning up the fake blood equipment set up. Detective Williams is taking, you know, Kreps and Poppy away and as Poppy's walking in front of Kreps, um, He's looking at her kind of lovingly. Like, look at me, look at me. You know, like, I still love you. I still support you. Charles and Oliver are um, waving their goodbyes to Cinda. And I'm assuming Poppy too. Like, we got you. Bye. And we now hear Charles saying, once Becky Butler found the way to use her own story to get a job with her hero Cinda Canding. and we see Cinda asking Poppy what do you want again and she's like a job she thought she'd be home free um, and the woman Crups was looking at at the bar and making like the googly eyes at was not Cinda it was Becky and we now hear Cinda she even found someone that was willing to help her Though, at first, like so many things that go bad, it was just about love. Charles. So she went the extra mile. And now we see Becky and Kreps in their, like, shitty apartment. and plotted a bigger and better New York story. And we hear Kreps looking at Becky while laying in bed, you know she's old and mean and they both deserve this and he's talking about cinda you know you deserve this you'll be famous and becky gets a little giddy at that and he's like and i'll get a promotion and he says again you know we deserve this and you know let's do it pretty much and becky like goes to kiss him and like oh my god yes and she mentions like did i tell you about these passageways that i found in the building and he's like holy shit Passageways, no fucking way. And we are now in Oliver's apartment, and they were are recording. And Charles says, "You know, that's another mystery solved for only murders in the building." And we see Cinda Canning go, and only murderers in the building. And Oliver goes, "I'm Oliver Putnam. I'm Mabel Mora." And I'm Charles Hayden Savage. And they end season two. And Cinda goes on to end hers. And she goes, and sponsored by Gut Milk Light. All the flavor. No, none of the unexpected crunch. And ew. But funny. Love it. Love I'll do it at the end. That's another episode. I have ideas. And Charles is like, now we can have regular conversations that don't include murder. And there's like an awkward long pause between the three of them. And we now see Charles on the set of Brazos. And he's like, where's the wheelchair? And the director's like, no more wheelchair, no more dementia. You know, the numbers are through the roof. You're back, baby. And he's like, yeah, I'm back. And Lucy's there like congratulating him and joy comes up the makeup artist and congratulates him and he's looking at her and he he he's like at a loss for words and um she goes are you trying to ask me out and he's like Ugh. and she's like when like when do you want to go out T- tonight and he's yeah, yeah uh uh-huh. and you know she agrees and she's like yes you've you know you finally figured it out and she gives him a big old kiss and she pulls away and she's like oh my god and um she realized she got her lipstick on him and she goes and cleans it up and we're now in Mabel's apartment and Alice is there and she mentions like you're finally renovating it and she's like yeah you know I I need to move forward and Alice asks about the mural on the wall and Mabel's like no I you know like i've healed i don't need the reminders cuz you know i'll i'll remember it it's not a bad to remember but i don't need like this visual and it's it's kind of sad cuz they painted over it it's a good mural it could have worked but i understand why and you know they paint over the mural and we now see will entering oliver's apartment And he mentioned, you know, his play, The Wizard of Oz, went as well as it could have. And, you know, he's there to see Mama G, you know, Oliver decided to keep Miss Gambolini, but renamed her. And Oliver's like, yeah, well, you know, I've I've grown a little attached, but her and Winnie, her and Winnie are best friends. And I couldn't, I couldn't do that. And the look on Winnie's face is like, we're best friends. Okay. And Oliver, you know, Goes to try and tell Will something. And Will stops him. And he goes. If you're not my dad. I don't know what a dad is. And like that. That was cute. You know little, little lump in ears are like. oh, Like he knows. But he doesn't. He doesn't need to tell Will. And he's like. How what? And Will's like I know all your tells. Going back to the Son of Sand episode, and I had said this before Will, biologically, you know, DNA wise, might not be Oliver's son, but he is Oliver's son because he was there and they've gone through literally everything. So that's his father. He doesn't need a DNA test to tell him otherwise. Oliver is Will's dad. And they go and they hug it out. They're just, they're giving each other a big old hug and, Oliver's phone rings, and Will's like, "You're gonna get that." Oliver's like, "No," and it keeps ringing, and Will's like, "You're gonna get that," and Oliver's like, "Well, yes, maybe I should." It's Donna, um, an old, old producer friend of his, answers the phone. He goes, "Donna, what can I do for you? How are you? Oh, I owe you a lot of money. Is is that what this phone call's about? Oh, no, it's not. Um, A director of a play she is producing." can't do it anymore. Um and you know, would you be able to fill in? And Oliver's like, oh my God, yes, I could do that. Sounds great. It's on Broadway one year. Now jump to a year later. The play is called Stage and Show. And the star Ben Galroy. And it's opening night. Who is Ben Galroy? None other than Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd and I shared yesterday and I'll probably keep sharing it. Paul Rudd has signed on for season three and I'll explain in a minute. It's opening night. You know, he has those opening night jitters. They all do. And he's like, it's fine. You know, you'll be fine. And he's talking to Paul Rudd and he's like, I know I'll be fine. But did you talk to the other guy? Fuck bag. And Oliver's like, no, or I did. And he's like, great, did he apologize? No. Oliver tells him to use that tension. You know, like, put it into the play. You're going to kill it. And Ben's like, I might kill him. And a woman walks by and goes, break a leg. And Ben's like, I might do that. I might break his leg. And they're like, no, please don't. And Charles comes out. And he's dressed in, they're both dressed in, like, trench coats and fedoras. And Charles goes out, which is him. Good luck. And Oliver's, like, coughing. So just keep that in mind. Oliver's coughing. And, you know, Ben goes, yeah, you too. And Charles is like, good luck is a curse. You don't ever say that in a play. And Ben's like, yeah, I, I knew that. And Paul Rudd's just being all smug. And I love it. And Charles goes on to say, you know, be smart and stay away from her. And... You know, Ben's like, why? What are you going to do? Like, what will you do about it? And Charles is like, I know what you did. We don't know what Ben did yet. And we now see everyone gathering for the play. Um, Joy's there. Lucy's there. Mabel's walking in. She's wearing this beautiful dress. She got bangs. Cute little hairstyle. And Mabel has mentioned, you know, like, wow, this has been such a good year. And Mabel agrees, like, yeah, any year without a murder is good in her book. And they're all seated. The curtains go up. Ben starts to say his lines. He's fumbling a bit, coughing. He seems to be getting a little dizzy. Um, he, he drops to his knees, but uh, he gets back up again. And he's, he's out of breath. And as he's falling to the ground, he says, help me. And Oliver stands up and is like, oh, my God, someone call 911. Like, someone do something. And as he's laying on the ground, there's, like, blood coming out of his mouth. He's dead. And, you know, people are freaking out. Stagehands are freaking out. Oliver is running up to the stage. Charles is standing over his body. Mabel stands up and says, you've got to be fucking kidding me show ends and one of the best parts was there's yodeling now of the theme song and i loved it um it was i thought it was a great ending to the season i know some people were very disappointed but we're getting a season three so it will all make sense which brings me back to paul rudd will be in season three i'm assuming we will probably get a flashback episode of the tension between him and Charles and why, and we'll probably get flashbacks throughout the season of the play being directed. You know, we'll just have flashbacks with Paul Rudd in it and as to like why this is happening, what is happening. And I'm excited. Um, Again, I'm really sad the show is now over for the season. So we have maybe... About a year. till the season 3 comes out. And again taking suggestions. If I should recap any other shows. I have a couple ideas. Um, I was thinking about. It would be a multiple parter. Watching both. The Father of the Bride. And Father of the Bride part 2. And maybe doing a couple episodes on those movies. I could do some research. Um, I bought Three Amigos. I have not seen that movie in a year. Maybe do a couple episodes about that. Um. I'll watch a Selena Gomez movie. Maybe I'll watch um Spring Breakers. Haven't seen that movie in years. Do a couple episodes on that. And then just again, back to the random episodes where I go off. But I've really enjoyed this. It was a nice little structure. I loved it. But I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Um, I'm sure I will do episodes throughout about any updates I find. I've turned on notifications on my phone. I'm serious about this. Do a couple episodes here and there, you know, on updates about it, any breaking news that comes out. But I'm really excited Paul Rudd has joined the show. He is going to be the victim next season. Maybe Amy Schumer killed him because her plot line came and went. But again, thank you for listening. Um, And I'm just, I'm so glad we went on this wild and crazy journey together. Bye.